Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. Hi, I'm Zoe Whitman, and I'm the founder of Buttbooks. It's really good to be talking to you this afternoon, Zoe, when it comes to accounting and bookkeeping and getting yourselves up and straight because it's one of those things that whether you like it or loathe it, knowing your numbers, getting yourself sorted when it comes to setting up your own business is a a must-have. It's not a nice-to-have, it's something that you absolutely have to do and a lot of people are very, very scared of getting it wrong, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Someone once said to me they thought they might go to jail. Oh Oh my goodness. That's an extreme anxiety. It was an anxiety thing. I think she knew deep down she was all right, but I think that's how worried people are sometimes. And when it comes to people and their bookkeeping journey, is there a typical point that people come to you and say, Zoe, we need you? And is there a better point? What can people do to get themselves started? I think I've got two groups of people that come to me. There are the people who have been going for a long time and maybe their mum has been doing their bookkeeping or their sister or somebody and it's then become too technical and they've decided that actually they need some more uh, expertise to help them get it right. Um, then there are the other people who are just starting out, perhaps they're working in a job and they're thinking of starting a side hustle and they want to just make sure they're getting everything right from day one. So I'd like people to come to me at that point when they're starting out on day one, but also quite happy to deal with the people who've been going for a while and just need to make sure they're all, everything's in order. What's one of the first things that you have to do? So let's say someone does have they're just getting their business off the ground, whether it's a side hustle or not, and they've literally just started. The chances are they've probably spent some money first. What do they What do they actually have to do? Do they have to ring HMRC at that point? They need to register as self-employed. So this is assuming that they're working as a sole trader. They might have set up a limited company, in which case that's a, di- a different process. They need to register a company with Companies House and get all of that in place. But um, for the freelancers, the sole traders, yeah, they need to register online with HMRC to say they're starting when their business has started trading and they need to start keeping a record of those expenses that they've incurred and any income that they're earning. One of the things that I remember finding confusing was what those definitions actually mean. You know, until you're sort of in it for a while, you're not necessarily totally comfortable with you know, what's the difference between a sole trader and a freelancer? How do you know what you are? Oh, if you're a, well, a sole trader is somebody who is um, an individual working on their own and all of the business earnings and the sort of business expenses are sort of combined with everything that they're doing as an individual. So there's no separate legal body, you and your business are the same. So if you're a freelancer, you're probably a sole trader unless you've set up a limited company specifically and a limited company is a separate legal body so you register that with company's house everything that belongs to the company is separate you are a separate person if you take money out of that company you need to make sure you're doing it through the right route so in effect you're employed by your company as a limited company uh you if you decide to set yourself up as an employee on payroll you're employed but if you're a a director you're not necessarily on payroll yeah i guess the key bit is how do you pick which is the right way for you and your business when you're at the beginning whether to set up a limited company or whether to be a sole trader yeah there are quite a lot of things to think about so part one of those is how you take money out of the business so um if you are a sole trader you can dip in and out of that money when you want to provide the money's there and then you pay your taxes um if you're a limited company it's a, it's a process to take the money out of the business so through payroll or dividends um but the decisions are sometimes with people it's about tax um, how, and how much they're earning can affect what taxes you're paying. So if you're earning loads of money, then a limited company might be a better way to go? Sometimes people find that and it's really a decision, a conversation that you need to have with an accountant or a bookkeeper to decide what's the right setup. So these are all conversations that people can have with you. 
they can have those conversations with us definitely um, yeah I mean there are other things they need to think about too it's not all about tax and money it's also about the, the separate legal entity part mm. so if you're a if if something was to go terribly wrong and someone sued you, if you're a sole trader, you and the business are the same. So you need to make sure you've got protection in place against something going wrong. And your house and everything yeah, about you, basically. Yeah, potentially you're liable find the for, money from somewhere. Exactly. But a limited company, it's different. When I came to you, Zoe, despite the fact I've been self-employed for a decent chunk of time, actually, I was still on bad spreadsheets, you know, doing my best. It was all like, oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing. And because I'd been doing it for, you know, a fair whack of time, I felt like I should be in a much better place than actually I was. And it felt like it felt like a monumentous leap to go onto a digital invoicing platform. And really, it was a quantum leap. You know, it's one of those things that you know, a, a big step for man, a small step for man, kind of whatever it was. Whichever way it was, to me, it was as big as landing on the moon. <laughs> That's how big it actually was. I cannot be alone in this. No, and first of all, you weren't in a terrible, awful place and I think you've done quite a good job with <laughs> getting your spreadsheets up together. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of people do come to me and they don't know they don't know who's paid their invoices, they're finding it difficult to keep track of things and we help them to set software up. That's a tricky thing because there is, you can, you know, do a spreadsheet, you can just keep a record, you could write it on a bit of paper if you want, what's coming in and what's going out. But then you start entering the world of, oh, software, which one shall we go for? Shall I pay £5 a month, £10 a month? Does it comply with making tax digital and then making it more simple for my mm. tax returns? Mm -hmm. all, that, all that stuff. Yeah, there's loads to think about. And uh, there are lots of different packages out there. Some are for freelancers specifically. And you can get carried away with the detail. It depends what you want to know about your numbers. Um, it's about... It's really about choosing a system that's going to work for you, that you can understand and that you can stay on top of. Because if you try and implement something that's actually really complex mm. that you don't want to look at, you're not going to do it. Can, actually, you've reminded me, because I remember Faye and I talked about this once, and when you said it depends what you want to know from your numbers, I mean, there are some people will think, well, that's really obvious. But actually, what is the thing that people overlook about what they could find out from their numbers that will help them with their business? I think the thing, from conversations I have with freelancers, the thing people are most worried about is how much is their tax bill going to be? Always. Yeah. yeah. Always, <laughs> always. Whenever I meet up with Zoe, I'm like, so, 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 we try and very casually say, just wondering, yeah. you know, what's it roughly looking like yeah. in a roundabout way? Because we don't want to be bitten on the bum. No. We really don't, and that's the scary part. And, and there is a lot of software out there that's built especially for sole traders who need to know what their tax bill is going to be. So if you can find one of those, then and that's your goal, than winning really um, there are some free bits of software out there as well um, so I don't know you might have heard of free agent which is um, accounting software you can get a free um, license for a free agent if you're if you've got a NatWest account um, so that that's good if you're doing that and that will give you an estimate of your tax bill and you can submit your tax return from that straight to HMRC which I, I do really like that feature that's good um, there's obviously a paid version of that as well. Um, but then there are, like, there's QuickBooks Self-Employed, which is, I don't know, something like six, eight pounds a month, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that will, it's quite basic, but you connect your bank account to it. You just code your transaction. I say just, I know it's, there's a training thing yeah. here, you yeah. know, but once you know what to do, you know what to do, and it will build up a picture of what your tax bill is going to be. And then there's um, some of the challenger banks are also giving software away for free, which will give you the same view of what your tax bill is likely 
database. So, so like, do you mean things like Monzo, the sort of newer yeah, Starling? I don't so even know the, if they offer um, it for the newer The one ones. we really like is called Coconut. So it's, uh, I don't work for Coconut, <laughs> but um, it's, it's a good tool because it's a, a free um, bank account for your business and a lot of, small, a lot yeah, of freelancers don't yeah. have a separate bank account and I think that's one of the things you can really sort out to make so a difference. So going back to the beginning, you know, hey, I'm just getting started. Yeah, separate bank account. Separate bank account. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then this one has some software on the app. So when you spend money, you get a little pop-up on your phone that says you've just spent money at the post office. We'll re record this as postage unless you tell us otherwise. Yeah, record good. it as postage, tells you what your income and expenditure is and a view of what your tax bill is going to be. And it's a free bank, business it's, bank. It, it's free. There is a paid version if you invoice quite a lot. Um, so if you're invoicing more than three invoices a month, you pay five pounds. Five pounds is That's still nothing. really good yeah. though. When I think about what I paid for a separate business yeah. bank account with none of that software. Yeah. One of the things that I like that you've introduced to me, Zoe, since moving away from my abacus is, um, <laughs> and it's very Since take counting on my fingers and toes, yeah, <laughs> she says putting her socks back on. Um, is that actually you can work out oh this is where most of your money is going and yeah. through using a digital pro package i mean i guess you could do it anyway using your abacus but actually it's much clearer with some yeah. kind of digital platform that actually it's like right okay look at this here's a nice little pie chart you've spent mm. most of it here some of it here and not very much on this and it's a really handy to visually see where that money is going actually sometimes it's like you're spot on if you wanted to spend x amount on marketing and x amount on printing then that's great but if you didn't okay here's a great way of reviewing it yeah and that's where you can take it to another level once you've got on top of your bookkeeping you're recording your invoices you're coding where you're spending your money then you can start to see what's going on in your business and that's when you start asking questions about oh do i really want to spend that much money on mm. networking or you know yeah. lunches with clients i don't know so um, mm. yeah having those figures in front of you is really helpful one of the i've just from because i've gone through this again recently um setting up with hypnotherapy and one of the things that i remember reading not that long ago was oh whether you're traditional accounting or cash accounting yeah. I, I remember reading that on the hmrc website and thinking oh, i don't know which one i want to be okay that's <laughs> i don't know what's the difference i haven't even heard of it that's something that comes up when you're filling in your tax return is that yeah. where you've seen it yeah um so if you so this is about like timings um and traditionally in accountancy let's say you raise an invoice on the where are we now 11th of march yep. but someone doesn't pay you till the 11th of april there's a tax year oh, as end. quick as that. Yeah. That's amazing, Zoe, in my world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure, that's um, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a tax year end in the middle, you know, the yeah. tax year ends on the 5th of April. So in terms of your, if you're a sole trader, in terms of your self-assessment tax return, if you're using traditional accounting, you record that income on the 11th of March. So, so when you that did year, it, when you invoiced, yeah, rather than when you got the money. If you're using the cash basis, it's based on when the money hit your bank account, which is the 11th of April, which puts it in a whole other tax year. Got you. Yeah, no, I don't have to go through that bit. I don't know what I do, Laura. You, you give the books to Zoe. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Gosh, I've got no Short idea. Answer. On the note of accounts and tax and tax returns, even though I feel like I've been self-employed for longer than I've been employed, which is actually it's correct, I feel it, because that's, that's the case. I can never blooming well remember what's happening when, at which point in the year, and there's a self, is there a self certain, there's a tax, and a person, oh my goodness. Can you, Over, like, you can remember your gateway login number there, I've got that, now. I, I do not have that. I, in fact, I felt like I needed a gold star when yeah. I finally got I've into there. I've written that down, I don't I've care written. who sees that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the password. I might tattoo it to my Good forehead, luck. I'll be yeah. honest. You can log in when I can't, fair play. <laughs> Thank you, please do it. Yeah, be my guest. <laughs>
<laughs> but you're right about dates, though. That's a good, yeah. good point. Yeah. Because that's quite, you know, I can never keep on top of that. I think um, that's because you run a limited company. So right. um, sole traders are working around the tax year, which mm-hmm. is the 6th of April to the 5th of April. They submit a tax return for that full financial year that mm-hmm. ends on the 5th of April. And they, the deadline for it is the 31st of January, so like nine months later. You yeah. can do it before, so you can, you know, we're nearly at the end of the tax year. Start thinking now about doing your tax return for yeah, yeah. the year 1920. Um, your limited company year end is different. It has a different date based on when the company was set up. But you um, can change it if you want to. You can so apply you can to change it. it. Yeah. Uh, so, and then if you've got more than one limited company, that gets even more confusing. So I'm always confused. <laughs> in your diary maybe yeah. yeah paper diary and pencil remember to carry it forward to 2021 yeah something like that if in doubt just save everything just make a note yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I guess if in doubt you could always phone inland ref you know yeah yeah and just say yeah well for your for your self-assessment you log into government gateway you can see where you are with what's got to be paid or what's got to be filed it says you've got a tax return due if you've got one due Mm -hmm. um for your limited company you you log into company's house and it tells you like where you are you have to do a confirmation statement as well that's another thing they write to you for every year you have to file your year-end accounts do your corporation tax return so you all of the dates are on there it's like when you log in you've got a dashboard so it's just remembering to log in really okay i have to say i i have had a reason to call hmrc and they were really good i was calling them about self-assessment when i was just setting up and then i wasn't sure i set up at one point but i'd already let's say i set up in november but i'd already spent loads of money before that Mm. in the tax year and they were just really good at taking me through yes you can that's part of it yes that training counts no that doesn't they um, are so helpful. And making sure I was on the right tax code, because I also do some employed work as well. So, you know, yeah. if you are if you do, say, two different things, you've got your side hustle and an employed post, you have to include your P60 with yeah. your self-assessment. So, but I just thought they were, they were actually really good. I know sometimes I've called them and felt exasperated, yeah. largely because of how long I've had to wait. But, but actually, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and give them a ring. No, I completely agree. I spoke to somebody last week about an issue with a client tax return, and I ended up getting escalated. I was like, I think I need to speak to a technical person. And then they put me through to a technical person, and they said, actually, I'm going to let you speak to a tax inspector, because they will be able to tell you exactly how they're going to treat this if they're to look at it and review it. So just getting it straight from the horse's mouth was brilliant. And they were so, they, they, there was nothing to worry about, like being on the phone. They were so helpful. Um, HMRC also do some webinars, so they yeah, tend I keep to do like emails about yeah, them. they're really good, yeah. you know. So if you've got like they're usually half an hour, forty-five minutes long. So if there's something that comes up, it's it's worth registering to receive the emails about those webinars. Wow, I'm impressed. Excited. Eh, Zoe's, a, Zoe's actually making these things sound vaguely interesting. <laughs> HMRC <Yeah>. webinar. <laughs> <laughs> She is vaguely exciting. I don't know if I'm actually going to start watching them, but you know, maybe Zoe can watch them and sub them. Or you could watch them for me. Thank you. Dear Pracy of Mm. of them. So to go back, I'm seeing if I can remember, starting out, top three, I think I've got two, um, was separate bank account for a start and register with HMRC. Maybe get some advice from a helpful person like you and decide whether the best route is to be sole trader or limited company. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to chuck in a sneaky third, but I'm sure other people will say it. And this is a bit we've not actually talked about. It's putting money aside for tax. Yeah, definitely. Now, we all know we need to do it. And we all know it's, is it? We all know, she says confidently, it's a quarter, a third, that kind of amount. Here's where I come unstuck. I know I should be putting it aside. And let's just say, for sake of argument, I invoice £1,000 a month. Nice, easy number. Mm -hmm. So you should be putting money aside. I personally don't get paid 
X amount on the 30th of every month, which is what then makes putting that money aside yeah. a more lumpy process. Um, and it, it just becomes much harder. Okay, so the tactic I use is to wait for people to pay me. So a lot of people pay my business through direct debit. So I invoice on a certain date, and then what I do is when the money comes in by the direct debit, I then sweep away the amount of money uh, that I need to put aside. So that might help you, yeah. but of course, not everyone's going to pay you at the same time. So that's something to keep in mind, but perhaps look out for like your biggest payment coming in or yeah. something like that. Um, you could run from your accounting software a profit and loss report because you've got a limited company fee. Yeah. So you, you're, what you need to put aside is based on your profit and the same if you're a sole trader actually. Yeah. It's all about your profit and then what the tax rate is. Um, do a little calculation and then work out how much it is you need to sweep aside. And you might want to do that monthly or quarterly or mm -hmm. when you know a big invoice is coming in or something, but just sort of a little bit at a time to keep it put aside. Yeah. yeah. And I guess also just that heartening reminder, because we're at different stages, aren't we, Faye, in terms of where we are with our businesses and the things that we do. So for me, hypnotherapy is much newer, and I actually know, having been gathering all of my mm. tax return stuff, um, that actually they're, they're, I won't need to be paying any tax, because yeah. <laughs> I've just spent loads of money. And that isn't unusual, certainly not for the first second year of business. No, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, you're... you're but then, I, as I, you I said that, I'll tell you what's just come from back to me. It's that bit that HMRC do. Um, forgive me if I get too technical, I'm bound to be using so much technical information now. I'm bound to be. It's not do remotely it. layman's terms. Where they then work out, you're predicted what you're going to need to put aside the year ahead. Yeah. So oh, you okay. end up paying 18 months in effect. So you're talking about... So what am sole, I talking about? You're talking yeah. about, yeah. so if you are a sole trader and you pay your tax, we were talking about 31st yeah. of January being the deadline that you submit your tax return, but you also have to pay your tax by the 31st yeah. of January. If your tax bill is over a thousand pounds, you need to start making payments on account. Yeah. So this is where you pay every six months, you sort of pay an instalment for what you think is going to happen in the next financial year. Yeah. And this, when the first time you go over that thousand pound threshold, I have to ring people and say, I'm so sorry, you've got to pay HMRC loads more money than you were expecting because people, I don't think people know about it. No, um, I didn't know about it. No. Yeah, I, rem yeah, I remember. I remember so, from when, it, when I first discovered because I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, so it's something to watch out for. If you think, keep an eye on what you think your tax bill might be. I know that's easier said than done. All of the um, tax bans and rates are available on, HM on HMRC's website. You can just Google it, like Google 2021 tax bans. So you're sort of ahead, aren't you? Yeah. And it was explained to me, and I, I hope I'm right in saying, that it was actually designed to make your life easier. Yes. So that in year two, you didn't then have this double whammy. It's you were sort of paying six yeah. months in advance. Yeah. Great once you've got that system up and running. Yeah. Not so great in year one. No. Yeah. So for yeah. example, someone who in the financial year that we've just done tax returns for, 2018-19, who had a £1,000 tax bill, would have had to pay £1,000 by the 31st of January that's just gone, but they also would have paid another £500 as a deposit for next year's tax yeah. bill for their 2019-20 uh, bill. They'll then pay another £500 in by the 31st of July. So they've paid £1,000 assuming that their next tax bill is going to be £1,000. When they actually do the tax return for... 1920 mm -hmm. we'll work out what the real bill is and then you settle up the difference with right. hmrc and make a payment on account for it's next kind of like year predicted yeah. tax. exactly yeah. that so then you'd be making six monthly mm -hmm. installments and at that point you're then on this kind of nice even like keel i suppose yeah. and you're just paying the same amount well you're paying your six monthly installments so it should be easier but the first time it is a, it, it does sting people yeah yeah 
Yeah. Wow, that's a little bit to think about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I remember it distinctly. Oh. Stayed with me for life, oh, <laughs> as yeah. you can I'm tell. But it's very helpful to have nice people like you, Zoe, mm. who can sit and make it super duper easy or certainly yeah. a bit less worrying and daunting. I think the thing yes. is, if you think that might be an issue, do your tax return early. Don't leave it till the 31st of January. If you do it na like soon, if you do it in May, for example, yeah. you've got until the 31st of January to save up and pay that amount of money. So just do it in plenty of time and then you've got time to save up if you haven't got it. Can I, just one more thing that Go. I was just thinking of, and you've got and a I know we have to wrap smile this up. on your face. Well, no, it's not. A, this is not a smiling matter. No, um, but basically, <laughs> we're not here to have fun. So, no. <laughs> so I've got two different things that I do. It's like, you know, just the other days of the week. So one is the um, hypnotherapy, and then the other one is doing like hosting stuff for people. Uh, more broadcasting related, and I realised that actually I have to keep quite separate returns for each mm -hmm. one. Yes. And, um, and I didn't realise that. I was just like gathering it all, you know, on one document. But actually, I need one which is hypnotherapy, the ins and the outs, and another which is hosting the ins and the outs. And that's as a sole trader. You've got two sole yeah. trader businesses, yeah. So yeah. I keep, they are quite distinct and businesses. So. And I am employed, yes. yeah. So yeah. I have to gather, <laughs> yeah. I have, yes, yeah. multiple sections. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's five sections already in a very I basic folder. Three. Employed in hypnotherapy, out hypnotherapy. Oh, got you. Yeah, that's definitely fine. Yeah, see, I can't even count to five. Well, that's how I've done it. It might not be the most sensible thing, but that's just another point in this era of freelancers doing loads of different things. Portfolio-based careers. Portfolio, yeah, exactly. You've got to keep them separate. Yeah, yeah, I'd keep it separate. They are distinct, separate businesses. But in my head, I just do them. So I just thought, well, I'm just one taxable entity. Your tax bill will just add all of your incomes up from your different things, take away all the costs, and work out the tax bill. But for you to understand, for you to understand whether those businesses are profitable it's important for you to have separate records yeah it's embarrassing I, I had a vision of my accountant's face appear and just like going why are you doing this bit that bit looks so much better <laughs> and then I remind myself that I'm at year one so it's, yeah it's okay. yeah and, and it's, it's a lifestyle that's yeah. the other thing you're not just doing this because hey I want you know it fits in with your lifestyle it's, it will develop with your lifestyle develop grow. and grow with your baby so yeah, yeah toddler yeah thank you Zoe, any final parting words for Luddites like us who are a bit nervous of the whole shebang? Um, no. <laughs> do you know what I think we need to do? I, th I think we need Cheers. to. We're all here with the GNT and we need to toast to it. Zoe, thank you very much. Happy bookkeeping. Cheers. Happy so getting on with our returns. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Remember, there's loads more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk and you can also meet lots of other freelancers. Subscribe, like, and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from. And join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.